The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Okay, something. I don't know what happened, but uh, we're gone. We're up. Yeah, the intro cut off. Hey, Matt, you're not the sandwich. It's uh, Jeff's sandwich this time. Yeah. Yes. You're not the meat. Yeah. yeah, So I don't know. The intro cut off. Sorry about that. Uh, Technical difficulties and all that. In it. Um, How we? How we do? Quick shout out to Angela, Hillary, Sarah, and Lindsay in. in the chat room, wishing What's us a that? good evening. Oh, from good Perth, evening. from Perth, Australia. Oh, uh, that's like Sarah. It's tomorrow in Perth. Yeah, it's tomorrow. They in probably Perth. know. Yeah. Probably know about our future. Uh, you they, know what I'm saying? And the uh, toilets go the other way, guys. That's <laughs> true. That's that, that. That's, is that true? We'll have to get uh, Sarah to weigh in on that at some point. But uh, so. Angela, not sure from where. Hillary from Colorado. Uh, Sarah from Perth. And Lindsay from northern Saskatchewan. Nice. Are in the chat room right now. Um, Excellent. It's been, uh, you know, after coming back after a year, it's been uh, rewarding to see, you know, people start start coming back into the chat room. Uh, you know, we're three episodes in and... Uh, and uh, well, the mayor came back last week, uh, Ron, and uh, and no, it's really cool. And and to see the the numbers um, of downloads, you know, I think the first episode had a thousand within the first couple of days, which you know is a clear indication that uh, we were missed. Yeah, and uh, so the mayor keeps his mayoral title, right? Is it, is yeah. it a four year or is it a lifetime? I think it's a lifetime. Yeah, right? I think it's a lifetime appointment. <laughs> okay, let's make sure. Yeah. Uh, oh wow, people are dropping in. Dave in Toronto just showed up. Patrick up, in Ohio. Daniel from Houston. Joel from Florida, and Lynn from Northern New York. Wow, it's filling up from uh, all points uh, across the U.S. and around the world. Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, it's been, um, I was going to say it feels good, in, in, you know, to be back mm-hmm. in these times. In these trying times? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's so, so much of stuff. What we Did we talk last time about how things like, yeah, we did. We did. About like, how are you? Uh, it just feels like such a loaded question and saying anything about these times feels maybe trite but i don't know um but i I don't want to go there yet uh we'll get there we'll get there jeff might already be there (laughs) jeff's already there (laughs) i was there i was i came in hot today okay uh, but yeah reading a lot of news articles yeah well uh so let's hold on what i do want to do is i want to do a couple things i'm going to do up front one i want to appreciate the people that are showing up in the chat room um, because I mean, we're doing this essentially for you. We've always said, uh, if just one person shows up or one person listens, it's always a good enough reason to do it. And then, um, my selfish ass, uh, pulled the plug for a year. Um, but Hey, sometimes you got to take care of numero uno, right? That's right. You, yeah. You got to put on your own oxygen mask first or whatever. Um, yeah. and let right. everyone else perish. Right. As it <laughs> let everyone else go down with the plate. But what are the, <laughs> What what one of the first uh, emails uh, that I that we got on the on the return though because we we've gotten different uh, you know uh, social media posts and we've gotten people in the chat room but uh, our buddy Ethan 
said, uh, welcome back. I was really happy to see SRN episode appear on my podcast the other day. As I began to listen, however, I realized that I felt angry, almost enough to not finish listening. Here's why I'm three and a half years sober and not a 12-stepper. Uh, a really important part of my sobriety toolkit was SRN. The Wednesday broadcasts were like a meeting I attended each week, and this was important for me because, frankly, sobriety can be pretty lonely. And then, poof, you guys were gone, ghosted for a year or two. And now you come back, apparently oblivious to the effect the unexplained absence may have had on your listeners. Um, so, uh, you know, I took that to heart. Um, it's a yeah. legitimate, you know. Um, yeah. Observation. Very, legitimate, very legitimate note. I'll take that note. Um yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he understands needing a break, even stopping the podcast, no problem. But if you do it again, please uh, let your listeners know what's going on so we don't bother checking back each week. Um, glad you're well, sober, and hilariously irrelevant. Or irreverent, not irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant. Although, although irrelevant would apply to. Yeah, they both apply. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do. I, 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 I hear you, Ethan. I feel you. I, you know... I could say I'm sorry, but um, it wouldn't do any good. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, I will definitely make sure we uh, update more. Also, you could check social media. Um, uh, and then uh, Rachel, I don't know, I'm trying to see if any of these people are in the room, in the chat room. But uh, Rachel, so wonderful to hear your, 20, your 24th March podcast drop. So glad that you're doing well and the three of you are still in touch and not taking life too seriously. Hope you and your loved ones stay well and safe. Um, and Rachel had written prior to that. Uh, oh, from New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, on July 14th that she was missing us. And now we're back. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, good to be back. Glad we're back. Um even if it is this way. Uh, and so far we got one thumbs up and two hearts in the chat room, guys. All right. Yeah. Nice. I think the thumbs up for me. Either two hearts are for you guys. Cool. Yeah. I'll take it. Um so uh yeah, the, the other thing I realized, I don't know if we have any new listeners, it's hard to tell. Um but uh, oh oh shit, we're getting thumbs up. And hearts. It's, it's gone loco. Uh, but, you know, one thing, um, I don't know if we cleared up on the return for anybody that's new and listening, is we're not experts. We're not qualified to talk about any of this sh shit. Um, we are irreverent. We're not precious about it. Um, and uh, often a whole episode may go by without anything directly and specifically having to do with sobriety or recovery. But uh, as we've mentioned before in past episodes, because we all happen to be three dudes that are sober and in recovery, um, everything we say and do is about sobriety and recovery. Um, sure. It's sort of the way it's always been framed. So uh, take that for what you will. We're, we're not you know, a show that has ever typically offered... Um, tips, pointers, you know, anything prescriptive. Um, maybe we do. I mean, maybe we say, think, talk about things that help us, but um, we're never like, uh, you know, here are 10 tips for, for uh, to get through Thanksgiving kind of show. So um, just FYI, uh, be safe out there. Good night. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So uh, Jeff, Jeff wants to talk about uh, the world going to shit, I think. I do. Okay. Did anyone not hear the news today? Would it, it like if we were going like this for a couple weeks, right? And then right. it just kind of like yeah. this. It's like a, it's like a par parabola that I'm doing with my son in algebra. And then today it felt like we just really went straight down with just projections and economy. Right. And uh, you posted that article, Chris. That was the other one. Yeah, I know. What the hell? That was pretty much what was going on. Um. So it, yeah, it's like it. Are we, are we, and I think it's been a long time since as, I don't think we've ever faced anything like this globally. Oh, right? never, Have we? ever. Not in, however long. Uh, I mean, not since the Black Plague. Uh, not in the modern, 
age. I Modern mean, age. There was the yeah. there was the World War Two. You know, the SARS epidemic in two thousand and four. Not yeah. a big deal in the states. Remember. There was the Spanish flu in nineteen eighteen. Yeah. Bit of a problem. Yeah. Hundred thousands died, but you know what? Uh, polio was also a thing. Yeah. Uh, back then, so no, certainly not like this. I yeah. think, yeah, not right, not like this, um, and. Well, yeah, no, I guess, I mean, yeah, there, there have been definitely flus of, and, and what was the plague? Was the plague a flu? Was, I mean, not a flu. It was a, it was a, it was a bacteria. I mean, a virus. It was a virus. It was, uh, it, it was a, a really bad virus. Yeah. And that killed like millions of people, right? <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. right. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Look at but us. Now. It's, it certainly never happened when we've had so much readily available information and misinformation right. and yeah. connectivity and you know yeah. any of us at any given moment can learn thousands false facts mm. about what's happening right. uh, at our own discretion so that's comforting yeah <laughs> bacteria patrick was in it's, it was a bacteria oh, okay thanks patrick uh hey patrick plague master the plague master um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely un, um, cool, uncool, it's not has, un, has, I, could, I know there are a lot of words I could put, put after that, yeah. but, uh, nothing we've, we've experienced before. No. I was thinking about, like, in, in our, you know, roughly the same age, uh, spoiler alert for new listeners, um, uh, you know, we, we, I guess, grew up with what, Cold War, maybe there was going to be a nuclear war, maybe not, you know. Uh, we, we missed, yeah, but, we missed but the we part where you had to hide under your desk. Yeah, we didn't get to do any of that shit. No. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't have to wash our hands all the time. What is this? No. This is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're a soft generation. Yeah. Say that again. That we yeah, are gonna, we're going to get you new Wi-Fi before this is over. <laughs> Go find me. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I I don't know. I mean, we didn't have a you know the the Germans didn't attack Pearl Harbor in our lifetime. No. Um, but don't you think? I was thinking like looking at my kids who've always had everything given to them, even us. For the most part, I'm like, are we ready for this mentally? Like, do we have the chutzpah and the? I read somewhere that that alcoholics are great for this. You you right. said that, Matt. Your your mother wrote that yeah. awesome note of how we are ready for this because we've been through all of these things and we're uniquely prepared in recovery and just getting sober to yeah. deal with stuff. Like this. But I'm like, I don't know, man. This is getting yeah. really heavy. <laughs> yeah. It it sounds good, doesn't it? But yeah. it, truth be like, how how do you even begin to prepare for something like this? You know, yeah. and the the more prepared I feel, and the more you know, items we stockpile and things we mm -hmm. save and habits we alter, the yeah. further I feel from safety and normalcy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I I can't stop. I thought tonight, I'm like, why don't we just go out to dinner? The mm. three of us, yeah. and you know, that was a brief, just a little quick syn synaptic glitch, and then I realized, oh, did, what the fuck are you talking about? That that hasn't happened in a long time, and it can't happen right. for a long. Time. But yeah. trying to retrain ourselves, um, yeah, and not let just ennui take over. You know, oh, know. fucking crazy. Well, and I'm sure you know the the ultimate recovery i mean the ultimate drinking is to say fuck it right like to really right. just say fuck it and have a drink or a drug and i don't feel close to either of those things mm -hmm. particularly but i don't have them in the house you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. I, but I'm, I'm not like that the fuck it point but i can completely see how how you could just say that and if if it hadn't been such a long time i don't know man i think there's a lot of people that have got to be just feeling that right now yeah like fuck it Right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. no question. No question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think I would feel a lot different too. Like if I was single, and didn't have a kid, um, yeah. you know, I'd be, uh, I don't know what I'd be doing, but, uh, I definitely have a different perspective that keeps me less grounded. And, you know, I come in here and I sit down and I, I work every day. I think we were talking about it before we got on air, like, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, feel fortunate to have a job, uh, right now. Um, and, you know, insurance and, um, those sorts of things. But, you know, we also, it, you know, life's going to continue to change in probably unimaginable ways or all too imaginable ways for the next two, three, six, twelve 12 months. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, um, I think even putting it all back together is going to look pretty weird. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, even in the midst of that, you know, we're trying to find, uh, I don't want to say the joy, um, but, but there are, I mean, there are like good times at home that wouldn't have happened otherwise like with my yep. wife and daughter. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, not on this scale, but I've always sort of thought like, uh, it's akin to this too shall pass, which everybody always wants to apply it to just a bad thing. But the origin of that saying is that, you know, some like king of Persia asked, uh, was going to give some great treasure away to anyone that could come and tell them, uh, uh basically a story that was true in any circumstance or, or something, or tell them something that was true of any given moment. And it's this too shall pass. So it applies to everything. It applies to the good and the bad. Um, and uh, but everybody always wants to apply it to the bad. But the reality is, it just as it just also applies to the good. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so you know, I've always had a sense that to appreciate the good and the joys in life, you have to accept everything that comes before it, or even the bad, because it's that the two arrived where you are in a joyous or, or very. very great moment you had to pass through some shit yeah. um especially those of our ilk um mm-hmm. and i've had plenty of wonderful joyous moments particularly since i got sober um and uh you know i i was gonna say i don't doubt that i'll get through this but in some ways I, I do i was talking to my wife the other day it's like there's it's not a foregone conclusion like that we'll get it or um you know, or certainly that, you know, we'll, won't make it, but it's also a 0%. It's not a, it's not a, a 0% chance. Um, and, uh, you know, we've been pretty careful. I was just like, anyway, I'm rambling, uh, jump in. Well, I think it's funny. I think you say, I was thinking about that today, the, or maybe this week about how, you you cannot appreciate the light and the good unless you have the whole entire other side. And I was applying this more to people who are are either unusually sunny or hopelessly optimistic mm. versus people who are like me that are a little darker and and certainly mm. have, have, whole, have that whole side of it. But in, I think you have to have it all, right? And mm-hmm. I I have to keep reminding of myself like. This is my nature would be to see the the cynicism and the the bad things, but it's like you you're right. You have to go through. You have to know all those things, or you're never going to appreciate the good things. And so, I yeah. Is there something? Is there something to be taken from that through this? You know, through this whole entire experience, are we going to come out on the other side better, stronger, whatever? What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Certainly, you could certainly hope that, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Did Matt freeze? He did. Uh, you, you guys, you can't move, Matt. <laughs> you have to sit still, but that's funny. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I think um, I'm a optimistic nihilist, so it's like. <laughs> uh, oh, Matt, you want to jump in? Don't move though. Don't lean forward. Uh, I was just I I was just going to say I was trying to I was talking to my kids yesterday yeah. who are thirteen and sixteen and 
you know, just thinking in these are their formative years, their high school years, and they've got the the political situation right now. Let's be honest. It's terrifying. The this atop of it, um, we're going to be going into an enormous global recession that's waiting for us. I just said to both of them, I said, the release and the joy when this is over, when you're able to engage in the things that you might have taken for granted before, like, you know, going and playing in the park with your friends or, you know, going to a baseball game. And uh, my son was full on not buying it. He was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, but Mm. but still, I think I think if nothing else, it'll make us appreciate some of the things that we did on a day to day basis before that were just sort of considered table stakes that we right. can't do now. Okay. Yeah. I know it's super pedantic and shitty, but that's all I got. Yeah. yeah and I, I know that's where my cynicism is going to jump in. It's, you know, it's like, uh, the, the divide that was already, well, not just in our, in our, our country, but you know, the sort of nationalism and the, the isolationism of different, you know, peoples and, and countries and, uh, but but specifically to our country that had been growing and was disturbing before this all happened. You know, you'd think in in different times it w- it seems like it would have we would have pulled together, but it's it's there. More, it feels like more aggressively than ever. Um, you know, not not in spite of, but because of this, and um, uh, you know. Um, I don't know. That's that's my my biggest concern is that is that we get through it and uh, I don't know together as opposed to in in pieces. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, it's it's weird. You know, human nature is we're all selfish. You know, we're all selfish bastards. We certainly were when we mm. drank. So can really identify that. I think lots of people in recovery have learned anyone who's gone through the 12 steps and anyone who's gone through any kind of transformation like this can certainly see the, uh, the other side of not being so selfish and identifying that who we are. So I think addicts have a, I, I'm always, uh, when I meet an addict who's acting like a prick, I'm like, dude, you, you are, you know, this program as well as I do. How are you acting like this? You know what I'm saying? Like we Mm -hmm. all know this and you look in, the world today, you're like, fuck, everyone could use something, some kind of spiritual guidance of something, because it just feels like human nature is taking over in the in the ways that we don't even that you would just from hoarding to, you know, fighting over this or resources are like, oh, my gosh, can you imagine where this possibly could go without some kind of leadership or spirituality or something, you know? Oh, it's 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 weird to think about the the things that are at stake and the messages that are being sent and who's mm-hmm. I don't know if we have faith in anything anymore. It's really hard. It's really hard because it doesn't feel like there's you know at a time when you really need the world to pull together. I'm not sure if it if we have it in us. But on the flip side, how else are you going to act? At the end of the day, it's probably small little things. I read an article that. Zoom and AA are really taking off. Like, yeah, people yeah. Are, you know, it's like, oh, everyone's doing Zoom meetings. It's cool. No one's missed a beat. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. I've, I've done a couple. They've been great. Yeah, my mom spoke at a noon meeting today in Chicago. She gave the, the talk at the nooner at nice. the first step house. And uh, nice. I, I wasn't there virtually, but uh, I'm sure she slayed. Mm. She always does. She's got an incredible story. Um, and, you know, I mean, uh, now that we all figured out how to use the technology, yeah. uh, that can only be a good thing. It can yeah. only be a good thing. I can't. I can't think of a potential downside to, you know, that type of accessibility for recovery. Yeah, I, I can't either. And I mean, I was just uh, uh, multitasking, and I was scrolling through some of the comments and. Uh, a few minutes ago, Patrick uh, had mentioned that he moved from a larger city with ample meetings uh, to rural areas where meetings aren't the greatest and glad SRN is back. So, um, yeah, I mean, we had talked about this a lot before we uh, went on hiatus. 
that, you know, just in general, the recovery landscape was changing and so much of it was moving online anyway, um, you know, from podcasts to the websites to, uh, you know, online meetings. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, it is, it is good that, uh, well, it's good for the people in this time that this is here. I mean, you know, how I mean, how long ago is it that this wouldn't have been possible? Like, fifteen years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Just from a bandwidth I, standpoint, I, I, and I'd say ten. Yes, yeah. or seven years. Honestly. Oh, really? Okay. Um, um, I don't. You know. Um. Really know how to use it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, somebody did bring up that it's really easy to leave a, a Zoom meeting. But, you know, it's probably <laughs> easy to leave a, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I it was easy for me not to even walk into a real meeting. Uh, so would you go to a Zoom meeting, Chris? I'd rather go to a Zoom meeting than walk into a room full of people. All right, um, let's go to a Zoom meeting this week. Let's go to a meeting. I'll, I'll pick us one, and we'll um, all go. We'll just okay. We'll Zoom in. Okay. Uh, I swear to God, we're getting that better Wi-Fi, one way or another. Uh, we're gonna like, uh, or like a repeater. I don't know what he needs, but uh, I'm gonna catch up. He'll, you guys are constantly frozen on my screen. No, no, you're constantly frozen on ours. It's your Wi-Fi. That's where. While you were frozen, we were talking about we're getting. We're definitely getting you new Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, so you're Matt, frozen again, bro. We're zooming into a meeting this week. We're gonna zoom in. Um, I'm going to pick one because it's funny. Someone was saying that there's uh, Zoom people who zoom into meetings and cause chaos in open Zoom meetings. Yeah. Someone, well, oh, and in, I don't know in, if that's like a real problem. In AA a meetings or? or yeah, I just think in any meetings. But yeah, it was happening in some AA meetings. Well, but I think it's, it's just all kinds of meetings. Definitely trolls and griefers are, I don't know. I don't know what the specifics are. I think it's if the person leading it doesn't have a private account if they just have the free account. Uh, um, if the person that owns the meeting just has a free account, I guess anybody can join yeah, um, yeah, yeah. somehow. And so people are joining meetings and they're um, basically just, you know, disrupting them in often, you know, vile and hateful ways. Um, you know, racist, sexist, just gross stuff. Um so, yeah, I don't know. I think I think having a private registered or, you know, a paid account uh, takes care of that. But uh, So, Patrick, yeah, social anxiety does deter me from walking out the door to attend a meeting. Yeah, I mean, I the very first time I ever tried to go to a meeting, I think it was like, uh, I don't know, within the first month of getting sober, uh, I drove to where the – I researched it, found where a meeting was, drove to it, and just turned around and went home. I did not go in. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, the same thing, I think with, uh, the meeting I was, when we were doing the podcast, Jeff had recommended a meeting I go to, uh, on my own. It was his meeting, but you weren't there or something. Yes. And I, I walked in, walked in the door of the meeting and turned around and walked right back out. Um, and, uh, yeah. And you already, you had some time under your belt at that point. Oh, it was while we were doing the podcast. Yeah, it was. I had decades or something. I, you know, I suffer from social anxiety, but leaving was not an option because there was a good chance I was going to die. Oh yeah, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it wasn't a cute like. Oh, this is scary. I can't do that. It was. Do you want to fucking die Mm -hmm. or not? You know, and that was, uh, believe me, I hate being around strangers. I I, I don't like uh, the clubbiness of some of it. You know, all of that stuff is off-putting, but mm-hmm. it truly was the last house on the block, you know? Um, right. I if I could have found an easier way, I would have grabbed it. But there just wasn't, there just <laughs> wasn't yeah. one, you know? Um, I don't know, and from my experience, I don't know if Zoom meetings would have done it for me because there were people who accosted me afterwards and knew how desperate my situation was and mm. 
forced me to do shit I didn't want to do, like call them. I hate phones, Chris, you and I. <laughs> right. I hate phones yeah. so much. I can't do it. I can't do it. And, uh, you know, just uh, all that. It's I still find it awful, but, you know, it beats the alternative, I guess. So Yeah. That's it. That's crazy to think about. That's the one fall down of Zoom meetings is no one can grab you afterwards. You know, the real desperate people that the, right. the first, you know, we had a first timer who'd never been to a meeting. And yeah, like someone yeah. had, I think someone chatted with him afterwards or something. But yeah, uh, yeah you got to grab them, right? Because you're so desperate. Well, and it's it's not what people, especially when it comes to like finding a sponsor, it's not what people say in the meetings necessarily that attracts me to others it's things they say afterwards you know i mean i chose my first sponsor because he was ripping on the meeting afterwards and he was a cynical (laughs) prick and i thought okay this guy's on the level you know and he was just like well that was a bunch of bullshit (laughs) but i'm not gonna drink today yeah no i think uh without seeing the one hour increment in a little square is great and it's valuable but there's a larger context you know um i don't know tough yeah it's a tough time yeah um i've been researching we have to at work we we had a irl conference that was supposed to happen in june and we're retooling it to be a a virtual, you know, web-based conference. And so I've been doing research into different uh, platforms for conducting, like, webs, like a whole conference. And and there are actually some new, you know, uh, platforms that are really interesting. And as we were talking about that, it got me thinking about, uh, you know, how things like, uh, what did we go to that one year, Dr. Bob's birthday or something? Or what was it? Yeah. Is that what it was? It was the 80th anniversary of AA in the town of Ohio where Dr. Bob lived. But the 80, but it, it was the anniversary. But it's something that happens every year, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's uh, in Akron. It's Founders Day. Founders, yeah, Founders Day. Day. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, but uh, you guys were there, right? Yeah. That was awesome. I just don't remember what it's called, but. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, my point is that, like there things like that can be done, and uh, some of these platforms have interesting things where, you know, you can they have different ways for people to interact, and even for a meeting it could work. But where, as you're talking about, unable to grab somebody, but they're like sort of the conference level, you know, talk level um, events on these platforms where somebody's delivering a, a talk to a group of people. Um, but then there are also smaller breakout groups where you can like, um, you know, have one-on-ones or, or just smaller group chats, which I don't know, just as, as we're thinking about how, uh, recovery and, uh, moves on online even further by necessity, I think things like that will start coming into play. Uh, but yeah, one's called run the world and one's called hop in and it, uh, they're pretty interesting. Uh, they're both zoom-esque platforms they're just they're different no they're actually they're actually actually built to be webinar conference tool platforms essentially from registration all the way through scheduling and you know you have your agenda what's who's going on when for live events and they have breakout sessions and you can have, they have a thing called like one of them has a thing called cocktail parties where it's just a few people can get together. Um, but it's pretty interesting. And, and uh, it, just as we were talking about, it made me think it could really apply to AA because part of it, some of it is you fill out information with one of them uh, that then uses an algorithm to help try to match you with other people um, for the smaller sessions. So I don't know. There's something something there. And even like Daniel's saying now, there's something really powerful about one alcoholic working with another. Uh, and a lot of it happens outside of a meeting. Hard to recreate virtually, which, yeah, I mean, I suppose. So, I mean, Jeff, Matt, and I would be holding hands now if we were doing this uh, how we normally do it. But, um, you know. I know. you can, And you can imagine, I was thinking the first... 
doing a fourth or fifth step via Zoom. You could easily do that. Like, I think all that would work. Just one-on-one. I think one-on-one Zoom where you're just like hanging out with your sponsee, I think that would, I think that's, that's fine. It's going to work. Sure. I mean, you could, you could FaceTime with your sponsor and do that. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Part of, I've done a couple of fifth steps and part of the, uh, and again, this is just my experience. So, but they both took place in my sponsor's homes. And that was like the only time in which we kind of entered their inner sanctum, you yeah. know, their personal yeah. space. Me so too. There was kind of, yeah. There was something really uh, intimate and officious about that. Like, yeah. hey, let's do it at my house. And, yeah. you know, you get to see all the weird food they eat and all, all the strange smells they have around their houses <laughs> and all the poor decorating decisions they make. But still. Yeah, um, it, it felt intimate, you know. Yeah. Um, I did mine up up on it in Brad's. He has this like upstairs attic that only he goes into. It's like a man attic, but it's his office. It felt totally like I'm going up to kiss the ring of the fucking priest of the place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was kind of dark, and it was yeah. I was like, wow, man. This is where it happens. This is where sobriety happens. So. I, uh, the first one I did when I moved to St. Louis, my sponsor worked for a lawn cutting company. Yeah. Lawn care company. Hmm. And his, he lived in a loft above this giant area where they kept all the lawn. <laughs> This real killer shit. <laughs> Hold on. I love that we've got Matt freezing up just back there yawning. Like, he's fucking, he's doing these massive yawns. All right, sorry. I mean, that's all right. I would just love to, like, have a new a new list or a new watcher. Even the old ones are probably, like, what the fuck's going on? Um, but that's, that's next, awesome. Next week, I'll set up near, I'm, like, way on the other side of my house from where okay. the Wi-Fi hub yeah. is. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's funny. Far I away. Slept well. Has any, I have not been sleeping well. It's like, I've been going to sleep, but there's been so much on my mind with this whole right. thing. And then all the work, just normal work shit. Mm-hmm. Then you realize like, am I, is, there, is business going to even exist really? Like I know there's lots of people that are still working, but it seems like at some point, all kinds of supply chains are going to be after, you know, like who knows. And then, so God, I've been, I've just not, it's just been tough to sleep and I've been tired. It's weird, man. Every night. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm experiencing the same thing. Just yeah. terrible sleep. Um, hmm. Terrible. And I think part of it is the fact that it's, you know, the best you can do for exercise, at least in, in my case, is like prison workout at home or fucking walk around the neighborhood, you know? Um, Alright, I, I feel like I'm, I'm the out, outlier here. Even in the chat room, they're talking about having trouble sleeping. I'm sleeping pretty well. Jeez. Um, but the weird thing is, when you're yawning, what it made me think, uh, I went, I've went. i had two days where my, in general, I'm, I'm keeping my shit together. Uh, part of it's also, I'm, I'm staying busy, but you know, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I think it's just my just lifelong nihilism, but helps me but there have been two days where my anxiety has kind of peaked a bit and uh what's interesting i think it all, all i could figure out is it somehow did disrupt my like, brain chemistry because i could not stop yawning and i just felt um the only time i had felt like this is when i started an antidepressant that uh one of the side effects was it was going to make you drowsy while your body acclimated to it and well, uh it it felt like this like like being like having like a warm blanket just wrapped around me and like trying, trying to make me go to sleep. Um, and that's what was happening in my head. I spent like a day just yawning and just wanting to like close my eyes and fall asleep. Um, and, uh, yeah, with no other changes and all I could figure was, it was too, like I, I went back and thought about it and seemed to be like, uh, you know, just the two days I was most anxious was that was how my, is your lifelong nihilism, has it prepared you for this moment to where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm already for it. I'm cool with it. 
Uh, I, think, I think so. I'm not ready for not ready for this moment, but I, I do think um, just a uh, uh, a sense of, of uh, you know, it's not unlike the uh, what is it? Change what you can, accept what you can't, and know the difference. And would that be the serenity prayer? Should we say that? Is that God, what it is? Is that the serenity prayer? Yeah, it's a I, big one. It's a pretty big one in the meeting. Like they, they whip that out. I think that's what, uh, I mean, in a sense, without knowing it, that's how I feel about life for yeah. the most part. Um, without knowing that was an AA thing, I mean, I think I felt that way. I, I had a, a much more um, asshole-ish sort of compliment to that, which was you can do anything you want to do as long as you're willing to accept the consequences of your action or inaction. Um Ooh. Which allowed me to just you know do whatever the fuck I wanted to do, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, right. so hopefully Matt will be back soon. Um, is is Matt frozen? Yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome if he wasn't. And this was just how you were frozen like this for a while, Matt. Uh. uh I was just very still. Right? Oh. <laughs> uh, so remedy prayer, I mean, knowing, uh, remembering what I can control has actually been helpful. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yes. I can control nothing. Yes. Fucking nothing. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, that helps. Yeah. That, that helps. Yeah. It is the ultimate time to say you're powerless. I've been thinking a lot about that too. Just trying to keep keep myself in the sense of totally trying to control the one thing, which is my reaction to everything. Being at home with your wife that you work with, that you run your business with, that kind of you know, there's it's just a tension fire thing, right? Yeah, tension fire. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like yeah. it could happen. You don't even know what happened, and all of a sudden it's right. happening. Mm-hmm. Then oh. the kids at homework. I have, been, I have been just gritting my teeth and letting everything go. You know, like, I don't want to win any arguments. I don't want to be right about anything. There is nothing in, There is nothing that is more important than this household's peace and serenity to the point where I, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, I'm just like, whatever, people. You can win everything. I'm not arguing with anyone. It's mm-hmm. just like, no. there's no point with the mm-hmm. tension. Oh, you... <laughs> You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah, except uh, the decision was made that uh, I'm not seeing my kids in the flesh. Uh, Yeah. Just for safety's sake. Um, You know, my daughter, one of her former preschool teachers, Oh, is that? Um, yeah. So um, it's it's really really hard for me. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Um, we we talk. The mm-hmm. break in my. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's the right decision? No, not okay. at all. Not at all. It's. You know, but I'm, I'm, I don't, uh, I have a tendency not to listen when things are recommended to me. Um, I know my own nature is to try and balk every rule that's thrown in my face. Um, it's gotten me in a lot of trouble in my life. Um, but says, this is what you must do. I think my alcoholic brain still says I'm unique. Yeah. And maybe others need to do that. But I don't, you know, so, yeah. um, I'm, I'm constantly five minutes away from hopping in my car and just saying, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, so far so good. I mean, talking to them and realizing how great they're doing. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's important. My kids, I'm surprised how well my kids are doing is, you know, just in general. Yeah. 
they're so resilient. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's hit them in any way, obviously. But yeah, they're they're doing fine too, as I far think, as I think. Yeah. Sort of just kids. We do have a prison yard workout in our backyard where we go out every day, and it does feel like we're being let out in a prison yard to do some working out and pumping up some iron. We play a lot of basketball and talk shit, so it kind of feels like that. On the, um, on the yard for your one hour a day? Yeah, one yeah. hour a day. We're going out to the yard, boys, and uh, we're, <laughs> we're going to play some basketball. And you guys, get you, guys all, you guys all smoking, head tattoos. <laughs> totally. <laughs> your tattoos. Don't mess with the uh, Mexican gang. <laughs> exactly. You're going to get a teardrop. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, I, I, I'm asleep. Wow. Uh, uh, lots of, putting lots of comedy in my head. Uh, um, on a pretty consistent basis, just listening to things make me laugh. Um, and work, you know, and working my, that's it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That does good. I think, uh, we did, I think we covered on an earlier episode that my, I think my daughter has inherited my nihilism. Uh, I think I told you guys the first episode that she said, uh, we're all, we're all going to die anyway. Um, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, you did say that. Yeah. Well, that's so, good. She knows that. Right. But she's, uh, no, she's been kept pretty upbeat and uh, just uh, yeah, handling it. I think some of it is, you know, I think at a certain age, it's just, uh, you don't know that, I mean, you get told that this isn't normal, but yeah. you don't have a sense if it's happened before in our lifetimes, yeah. my lifetime. Um, and uh, yeah, so... I think there might be a little more resilience and acceptance, maybe at a little bit younger age. I don't know. Um, are you guys? Are you guys afraid? And I, I only ask because I know that I know you both well enough to know that you've been in some shit. You know, you've been in some situations. Yeah, you're, on some, yeah. you're in some no bueno drugs. Right. And you're in a real bad place, and shit's really real. And uh, I just think maybe our our threshold for fear might be a little different. I don't know. You I, know, um, I'm I'm not, the only thing that uh, I, I I my concern is for my wife and daughter. Like I want yeah. to them to be okay. You know, so yeah. um, in a sense, I, I think about uh, things in the terms of how long I can, you know, I want to make sure I'm there to handle shit, you know? Um, right. Uh, wow. Hold on. David Wolfram just left a big message. We'll have to get back to that in just a moment, David. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so, but personally, not exactly. I mean, uh, my wife's dad, my father-in-law who passed, uh, I don't know, nine months ago, 10 months ago, um, he had an extensive firearm collection, um, and uh, so you got that. no, we sold it all. <laughs> and a part of me is like, man, and he had everything. Um, he was he was a collector, um, yeah. and uh, he was a dealer at one point too. So you know, he had a license, so he had a lot of stuff that only dealers could have, and just uh, some stuff, some unbelievable, you know, firearms. Um, but sold it all, and. Uh, and uh, part of me is like, oh, we should have kept, <laughs> you know, something. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, then part, of, but then the reality is that's not uh, that's not. I'm just not interested in that world. Uh, you know, maybe if I was like a single dude, you know, 20 years younger, uh, and I could live out some Mad Max fantasies, then sure. But I, I have yeah. no interest in like running around, you know, Wild West hunting for food kind of shit. I mean, what, you know, existing is not living. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I've been afraid. Yeah. In the, in big pig, like I can all project to, yeah, that kind of end of the world where, holy shit, there's no food. And you know, we're all going to have to scrap and fight for it. I mean, if it comes to that, yes. 
I guess I will be afraid. But I, and I can quickly go there. Having said all that, I think I have much more gallows humor about the whole thing quickly. And I think I learned all that at AA, where you just kind of, yeah, there's just kind of, I just, I find, I have to find fun in it all mm. and make fun of everything that's happening. And yeah, that's just the way I deal with it. That's my defense mechanism. Mm. So it always comes back to some stupid quip and make myself crack up over it, no matter how dark <laughs> it gets. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of, I think, why we're, why we're close, gentlemen, yeah. Yeah. is, uh, is that, I mean, it, if this truly is the end of the world, that yeah. means no more meds, which means mm. I'm going to be really depressed, which means I'm not going to give a fuck what's going on. Mm. I'll just be like, I don't care. Take it. <laughs> right. Whatever. I'm going to be like, who are you trying to get crazy with this? Eh? Don't you know I'm local? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, if it is the end of the world, right? Like yeah. the end of the world. Can't get food. Like riots in the street. It's, it's like a bad zombie first person shooter game. It could happen. It could. Yeah, actually, you know what bums me out? Because this is the this is uh, the shit in all the um, whatever the post apocalyptic ones. When you yeah. wear glasses and your glasses get smashed, that's it. You're done. <laughs> I, I was thinking the other day, it's funny, uh, I have a, a, a terrific, wonderful, uh, aging punk rock guy on my team, and uh, he's, he's very much, he's, he makes our pessimism and nihilism look like child's play, and he's, I love him to death, he's so funny, and he goes, he goes, I'm, he lives up in the, the Upper Peninsula, like in, a, in the woods, and he works yeah. remotely, He's a great guy, but uh, he said, he goes, I'm good. I just wish I had gotten LASIK so that I would have been ready for the, for the whatever, the, the apocalypse or something, because he has glasses. And, and he said, after this, I'm getting LASIK. And, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. I should have gotten LASIK. How many, how many scenes have we seen in the movies? The glasses break and it's yeah. over. It's over. You're out. I can't wait until I'm trying to barter... Uh, my writing ability for really far. Yeah. If I'm like, hey, uh, how about a couple of clever lines for that chicken? You know, <laughs> that's not how it works. Not Don't you have an email, a, a COVID response email to send out to people that I could have some food for? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have one marketable skill, and that is I'm a little bit clever. Other than that, I'm fucked. <laughs> That's I don't funny. even know how to build a fire in my own fireplace. Oh, dude. <laughs> that, that is bad. That's bad, Matt. Yeah. My daughter does it, you know? Oh, well, yeah, I, I, every COVID response email I get now from uh, businesses, and there's probably like, I'm going to say, at least one a day, maybe mm. two. What's going on? I think of you, Matt Glider. I'm like, yeah. did Matt Glider write this email to me? <laughs> From, from the moving storage company, I don't know. The fun thing is getting Could them from be. from businesses you don't even remember having anything to do with, but totally. somehow they have your email address. Right, that's like I've not heard yeah. of you in years. Like, Ed- edible arrangements, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> in this trying time, our arrangements will still yes. may be edible. We Nothing have disinfected every you. edible thing with alcohol. But they'll be made out of jer- jerky <laughs> and raisins. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> they are no longer edible. Uh, oh, no. We'll just well, have to go regular arrangements and who wants those? Well, uh, Sarah has lost her job and we do feel for you. Despite That's part of it. We're reverent. We, we laugh. We're funny. We try to be funny. We crack ourselves up. That's why I should. That's why I should start. We yeah. we think we're funny. Yeah. We think, yeah. um, but we realize yeah. that a lot of this. Is, and well, you know what I mean. Uh, but you know, there's there's a lot of heavy stuff going on in the chat room. I don't I don't think you guys were reading that. Um, I, I I do apologize, David. I may share share this with uh, Jeff and Matt, and we may uh, talk. Uh, uh, about it in the next podcast because it's very, fairly long and uh, quite frankly it's a little small for my eyes to get through it all right now. Um, me old eyes. Um, 
Damn these eyes. I'm getting, I'm getting, I think, uh, punch. What's it called? Punch yeah. drunk? Punch happy? Everyone's slap getting happy. punchy. Everyone's um, getting. But, uh, this is good yeah. for something. Connection. Yeah. You know, yeah. if we weren't doing this, I think we, we'd each be sitting in our own homes, like, stewing yeah. in our own heads. Yeah. Right? This is the work. This is, yeah. a, this is yeah. a pressure yeah. release, right? Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, stewing in my head is my jam. That's yeah. what I do. Um, well, did we ever, I mean, when we went off the air, we t- we said this, but just to reiterate, we all still had dinner once a week right, yeah. just to crack each other up. Yeah. Through the whole entire time. So it's like the only thing we weren't doing. Yeah, we were talking more shit and probably being more, you know. Inappropriate. Inappropriate, for sure, yeah. Because working working a little more blue. Yeah. 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 You know, just a little. Just a little. Since right now, after hours. Um, Should we we, uh, give some good recommendations for any new shows or podcasts or or, uh, books? Yeah, we were going to do... Were we going to do show TV or movies this time? I think we did books last time. I figured out what I was reading, which I couldn't remember last time. It's The Glass Hotel by uh, the author that wrote Station Eleven, which I kind of wish yeah, I was. Emily Saint. Yeah. Emily Saint Mental. Yeah, yeah, I read it. Yeah. Um, good. It's it, uh, so far. I, quite frankly, I can't tell what's going on. Uh, but you know, I, I love Station Eleven. Um. Yeah, that was Station Eleven is one of the more unique uh, post-apocalyptic yeah. books ever written, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you ever read uh, In the Year of Ice Cream Star? No. Oh, uh, you should check that out. That's a unique post-apocalyptic book. It, it's written in. Uh, it's either yeah, in the year or the country of Ice Cream Star, but just look up Ice Cream Star. Uh, but uh, it's written in like a pigeon. English and it's fascinating. It's a great book, uh, uh, which uh, you know. But I think that's a strange, like uh, glutton for punishment. But I, 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 my my thirst for reading post-apocalyptic work has not abated one bit, despite uh, you know being the closest we've ever been. Uh, the post-apocalyptic. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but uh, we, we exchanged uh, we've exchanged some recommendations via text like yeah. throughout the week to one another. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Platform? Either of you guys? I, I did. I, I did. Okay. Uh, it it's harrowing, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I yeah. watched it in the morning. Wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I thought it. You know, you said parable. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. I mean, it's uh. It's it's just a really big uh, analogy, yeah. like so many of those types of movies, you know, like um, High Rise, which, mm-hmm. which came out a few years right. ago based on the G. Ballard right. story, and even like Judge Dredd, um, right. just a, a similar yes. similar construct, yeah. wherein it's almost like a physical manifestation of the caste system, you know? Yeah. What's um, interesting is I read... Uh, what was I going to say? Red. No, I watched. So I finally watched Par- Parasite. Did we talk about this? Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, via text. Parasite. Yeah. I feel like Parasite as a parable for, you know, the caste system or, you know, classism was, I, I don't know. It, maybe it got blown up too much. And uh, Platform, I went in totally cold. I just saw it like as it, it was uh, trending. And so I just jumped in and watched it. I did not know what I was going for other than it was like, you know, a post-apocalyptic sci-fi or dystopian sci-fi. But uh, I just felt the platform was so much more successful and more interesting and fun to t- telling that story uh, than Parasite was. But that's just... Well, you know, one's very on the nose and one is uh, a step removed. Yeah. You know, it has that symbolism as yeah. opposed to literalism. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, that Haru Jari Jari Haru. Oh, I gotta check called? that out. Uh, That's good. It was. It's really good. Um, <laughs> talk about on the nose. It's just like black hat, white hat. You know who's yeah. good. You know who's bad. Um, What's the that ending? On? I wasn't crazy about. But I really liked yeah. it. What's that on? Uh, Netflix. Okay. Yeah. 
and then, oh, I found, I did watch Vivarium. That was a letdown for me, uh, based on yeah, yeah. Um, it looked great. I thought though. I thought the the I don't know. It was it was uh, well, well designed. I thought, but yeah. it just kind of fell flat. It, it had moments. I mean, and there were some interesting choices made, but overall, it just didn't have the impact I wish it had had. But uh, that's what I got. Cool. And you listened to us. Uh, <laughs> you listened to uh, oh, Sleep for Mods yesterday. Yeah, Sleep for like Mods. That? I love that. I love, uh, I mean, just like grimy, cockney, British. Uh, yeah, just uh, post-punk. That was awesome. I'm, what was yeah, that, it, Jeff? Sleaford Mods. Jeff, it's, uh, you'd like it. It's okay. uh, It's... Just a guy with a laptop and uh, another guy. They're both in their forties. They're from Nottingham, and uh, it's punk. It's punk rock, but it's like electro punk, and uh, okay. it's hilarious and wonderful. All, right. all, all that, like, uh, I don't know if you ever listened to the, the Streets or Scroobius Pip. Um, they're more like British, like white guy hip hop uh, from you know a decade ago, but. Uh, you know, there's a and there's a through line with that, and then the post punk of like, uh, you know, um, I don't know, who am I thinking? Well, I want to say block party, but not exactly. Um, that's not who I'm it's, thinking. I, I can hear a little of the streets in there that like yeah. Mike Skinner stuff, yeah. and you're like wire, you know? Yeah, it's just really angular and uh, super British. I dig yeah. it, and the uh, singer. Just stop drinking. Oh, yeah. good for him. Fun fact. Fun fact. I wonder what the, the net net of of this impacting, because we were talking last time of seeing people that are, you know, acknowledging that it'll probably push some people further mm-hmm. into their substance abuse, but also that there are people that are saying now is as good a time as any to, yeah. to get sober because, you know, yeah. um, you're isolated and you it's going to be harder to get shit. Yeah. And, and how depressing it is. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, you're already drinking alone and now you're really drinking alone. Yeah. Yeah. Six, uh, six years ago this week, I was isolated for 10 days, uh, just drink. And, uh, yeah, that was we this are. week. This was the week. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So right now I was, Probably laying on the floor of my loft, uh, maybe urinating in my pants. Who knows, guys? Who knows? Yeah, Matt, you lived in a loft that had windows out into an indoor space. And yeah. It was the most depressing, <laughs> depressing. fucking place. It was like ever a, I was never at your place, but I'd been in that building. It's like a cell block. Yeah, it was like a yeah. cell block. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I thought, this will be a great place to live. Yeah. <laughs> a great place. All it needed was like a panopticon, like to watch all of the apartments, like where the manager lived. Uh, but uh, okay, so before we go, we have to acknowledge, and I can't believe I, I knew this going in, and then I completely forgot. This is episode two hundred. Whoa! Hold on, you guys aren't going to be able to hear this, but um, I just air horned us. Uh, yeah, episode 200. We did it. Wow. We did it. We did it! <laughs> That's um, awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah, look at us. Yeah. Not bad. And all it took was a global pandemic. <laughs> Thank you, coronavirus. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of uh, good stuff in the in the chat, which the chat stays there. So people should, uh, you know, if you listen to this on the podcast later, uh, you know, come back and check out the chat. It's sort of like show notes. There are a bunch of great uh, book, you know, there are book suggestions in there, movie suggestions. People have uh, shared some, uh, you know, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, Sarah is from just outside Nottingham. Uh, BT Dubs. Uh, uh, just uh, I know a lot of people are are, are shouting out where they're from, and uh, we were just talking about uh, 
English music, and I imagine Sarah knows it better than us. Um, yeah. But thanks for everybody that showed up in the chat room. We'll be back starting on uh, our March to 300 episodes. Woo! <laughs> Providing the world doesn't end, we'll be back next week. Are we calling it? Yeah. 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 We've got uh, at least a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back. All right. All right. All right. See you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care, boys. Take care, buddy. See ya. Another clean and sober intervention.